Would you please join me in our prayer for illumination? Lord God, author of our great story, open our hearts and minds this day to the truth you revealed through the words of Jesus. Through your spirit, make these readings come alive, not only in our imagination, but in the works of our daily life till all the world reflects your kingdom. Amen. Our gospel reading is from Luke chapter 14, verses 15 through 24. When one of the, hap- one of the dinner guests heard Jesus' Jesus's remarks, he said to Jesus, Happy are those who will feast in God's kingdom. Jesus replied, A certain man hosted a large dinner party and invited many people. When it was time for the dinner to begin, he sent his servants to tell the invited guests, come, the dinner is now ready. One by one, they all began to make excuses. The first one said, I bought a farm and must go see it. Please excuse me. Another said, I've just bought five teams of oxen and I'm going to check on them. Please excuse me. Another said, I just got married, so I can't come. When he returned, the servant reported these excuses to his master. The master of the house became angry and said to the servant, go quickly to the city streets, the busy ones and the side ones, and bring the poor, crippled, blind, and lame. The servant said, master, your instructions have been followed, but there is still room. The master said to the servant, go to the highways and the back alleys and urge people to come in so that my house may be filled. I tell you, not one of those who were invited will taste of my dinner. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Good morning, I'm your guest preacher for the day. Um, I know I look a little different, so uh, sorry for the the shock this morning. Um, Our scripture text this morning uh, was read from the book of Luke, chapter 14 another one of those parables told by Jesus with the motive of prompting action or response. This is a parable uh, which causes the listener or the learner to act and to respond. So let's take a closer look at this parable. And for the purpose of using modern terminology, I'm going to call the banquet a party. The setting is that Jesus was at the house of one of the leaders of the Pharisees on the Sabbath. Jesus noticed that some of the invited guests at the house were seeking the more honored places to sit. Jesus spoke about being humble and seeking the lower position. He then spoke about inviting the poor and the crippled to dinner, even though they could not repay the host, because the host would be repaid in the resurrection. And then we have the following. When one of the dinner guests heard Jesus' remarks, he said to Jesus, Happy are those who will feast in God's kingdom. Jesus replied, A certain man hosted a large party and invited many people. And when it was time for the party to begin, he sent his servant to tell the invited guest, Come, the party is now ready. One by one, they all began to make excuses. First one told him, I bought a farm, I must go see it. Please excuse me. That's excuse number one. Another said, I bought five teams of oxen and I'm going to check on them. Please excuse me. 
Excuse number two. And another said, I just got married, so I can't come. And because we're in mixed company, uh, we're going to leave that one alone. When he returned, the servant reported these excuses to his master. The master of the house became angry and said to his servant, Go quickly to the city streets, the busy ones, the side streets, and bring the poor, crippled, blind, and lame. The servant said, Master, your instructions have been followed, and there is still room. The master said to the servant, Go to the highways and the back alleys and urge the people to come in so that my house may be filled. I tell you, not one of those who were invited will taste my dinner. I've gathered from this parable three important items to address this morning and three important items for us to respond to. The first one is accept the invitation. Pretty clear for those of us who have been walking with the Lord that the invitation is an invitation to salvation. The gift of salvation has been laid out before us all. The invitation like that in the parable has been extended. And God does not force himself upon anyone. He does not force salvation on you. Free will allows us to choose. And I hope that you have either chosen Christ or that you will. And I pray that you accept his death and resurrection as atonement for your sins. But it doesn't stop there. Next, you've got to show up. This is where we get really Methodist. You see, the people in the story who were first invited to the party, they did accept the invitation. They gave their RSVP. They said, I'll be there. And as it was customary during that time, there was first the invitation sent out that required a response, required that RSVP. So all of these people who gave excuses had already accepted the invitation. Then on the day of the event, the host would send out his servants to gather the guests. They're not like us. If we say dinner is at 5 o'clock, we mean dinner is at 5 o'clock. They would give the the date of when the party was going to happen and then go collect everyone and say, "Um, it's ready. It's time for the party to begin. So the servants would go and knock on the doors, gather the people, let them know that the party was ready to begin. And it was on this day, the day of the event, that the people began to make excuses. They had already given their RSVP, but on the day of, they found many other reasons not to show up. They accepted the invitation, but didn't show up. And as United Methodists, we believe that accepting the invitation is the first step. And we're all about steps here, right, at Chapelwood? Then you must show up. You must join God in his work in our world. You must be a part of the body of Christ, being the hands and feet of Jesus to a world that so desperately needs him. Being a Christian is is an RSVP that says, count me in. It's not just an RSVP that says, count me in. It's a, I'm all in. And as Christians, we've got to show up. And when you show up, When you first accept that invitation and you show up to what God's doing, your life gets changed. Sometimes it might even be turned upside down. There's new meaning, new purpose. You know deep inside of yourself that you have a story to tell about who God is 
and what he means to you. You've been to the party, and the party is good. And the party is only the beginning because you know the eternal party with God in heaven will far surpass all of your expectations. And so after accepting the invitation and showing up to the party, you can't help but invite others. You invite others to be active in the body of Christ, making a difference in the world, and the party keeps on getting bigger. When was the last time you or I invited someone to church or offered prayer for a stranger? When was the last time you or I shared our personal God story with a person who needed to be encouraged in their time of struggle? Or when did we last take a bold stand for our beliefs? We all have room to grow, don't we? I had this professor in college, this was my freshman year, I was this, um, this eager young lady, I thought I was gonna do feminist studies, um, and uh, I was so ready to take my first philosophy class. So I had this professor, and um, he, wa he was a philosophy professor. He wasn't too keen on Christians. Um, and uh, he would like to strike up conversations um, about all kinds of different topics. And at this point, my freshman year of college, I was working at a, a coffee shop. So he would come in there, and he would strike up conversations. And, uh, but he didn't like to talk about Christianity. Uh, it seemed to kind of make him angry or frustrated, and so he tried to stay away from that. Um, one day, I guided the conversation towards Christ, and he boldly asked me, why are Christians so arrogant in sharing their beliefs about salvation? I wasn't quite ready for that question, um, but thankfully the Holy Spirit would prompt me with the most confident statement of my life and my faith. And this is what I said. I believe what the Bible says is true. I know the experience of faith that I have had, and I know how Christ has changed my life. And I believe that Christ is my salvation. I believe that he is my way to heaven. And as a Christian, like other Christians. If I really, really, really believe those things and I obey the commandment to love others, I have to tell others about Christ. Not telling others would in a sense void it all for me. I know that I know that I know that Christ is real and through him I receive salvation and so can you. So I guess that's why Christians are so arrogant in sharing about Christ. We're just living out what we believe. He wasn't prepared for my answer. He was silent for a while, and then he had said he never heard it put that way before. And I thought to myself, neither had I. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. <laughs> you see, if we know that we know that we know in the deepest part of our hearts, that Christ is real, his salvation is real, and that our lives have truly been changed by these two things, 
Why would we ever want to withhold that from others? If we're called to love and we're called to show up, then we are called to invite others to the party. We can't hold on to this this gift that we have, to this invitation, and not share it with others. If we call ourselves Christians, if we know forgiveness and salvation, we can't hold on to it and not invite others to the party. And I'm preaching to myself here as well. So my prayer for all of us is that we know that we know that we know Christ and we know his salvation, that we show up, no more excuses, no more putting off what God is calling us to do. And then we invite others to join this great big family and this great big party. Amen. So we always give you a next step, a way for you to uh, maybe get out of your comfort zone or just respond to what God is doing in this church and to respond to our scripture. So next Saturday, the 25th at five o'clock, we're gonna have dinner on the grounds. And we're gonna invite some of our neighbors right next door in the apartment complex to come join us for dinner so we can get to know them and they can get to know us. Uh, We're asking that everyone bring a side or a dessert. I know the tendency in this church is to bring desserts, 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 and more desserts. And while we want our neighbors to know that we're sweet, please bring sides as well. Um, If you would like to help with the setup of that event, uh, you can come at three o'clock. And you can direct any questions you have about the event to Francis Soka. Um, This is an excellent opportunity to put to action um, our text today, to invite others to the table with us. Um, And I hope that you will participate. Thank you. Friends, Chapelwood United Methodist Church's mission is to help ourselves and others take their next step in their faith journey with Christ. And you've heard a great invitation uh, to come and be part of the fellowship, to join the banquet, um, to uh, greet our neighbors and invite them over. I imagine if you've got somebody who's a neighbor on your street that you'd like to invite, probably wouldn't hurt for you to slip them in too. Uh, But the idea of being a family, uh, of being welcoming, of connecting together is a beautiful next step that I think anyone could participate in. I have a a few uh, just quick announcements. Um, The blood drive is in the fellowship hall. There are um, open spaces. If you've not made arrangements prior, show on up down there. Uh, Al Jones will get you set up and you can help give the gift of life. Uh, During Sunday school, the grow hour in about 15 minutes. Actually, wow, that's a cool clock. So maybe uh, in 30, 25 minutes, uh, 9.45, we'll be in here for a Q&A related to um, the stance of the church on same-sex marriage uh, in light of the Supreme Court's decision this summer. Um, so we'd love for you to come if you're unable to make it. We'll be recording it and making the recording available. Um, and then lastly, there's a note, uh, an announcement in the bulletin that says VBS setup lunch is today. 
Nope, it's uh, Blood Drive. Next week will be the VBS uh, setup lunch. Uh, so we look forward to you uh, staying after and um, helping out uh, as we put on Vacation Bible School uh, the weekend following. Um, I believe those are all of the announcements for the moment. We have a, a, a closing hymn, and it is Marching to Zion, number 733. And we've got video. Yeah, all right. There's two videos um, that we're going to play right now, and then we'll sing our song. Um, Pastor Lisa Michelle has our benediction. I want to remind you that Diane Lane is here to represent the Stephen ministry. If you'd like somebody to pray with you or to arrange care for yourself or someone, Diane's ready to do that. All right, let's uh, grab the hand of someone near us. And then covenant with God and each other, please receive this benediction. This week, your next step may be accepting the gift of salvation. Or maybe it's showing up to what is already what God is already at work doing. Our pastors would love to talk and pray with you about either of these. No more excuses. Show up and invite others to join in. Your life will be better for these three things. Go now and respond to the word of God. Amen.